In this episode, you will discover how to have a holiday completely free from IBS stress. Welcome to Gut Reactions, a podcast helping women to break free from symptoms, master their gut health and reclaim their lives. Here we talk all things IBS and absolutely nothing is off the table. I'm your host, Otavia, a nutritional therapist, and you guessed it, I'm an IBS warrior myself. In this podcast, we'll talk about the impact IBS has on our daily lives, how we can live well with IBS, and most importantly, how we could heal our IBS symptoms for good. Because let's be honest, living with IBS can be a little bit shit. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Gut Reactions and What to Do When. And today, you've probably seen it in the title, but we are talking about what to do when you go on holiday, you go away, you go for a mini break, whatever it's going to be. What to do when you go away with IBS. And surely you guys will have some experience of this. I certainly have experience of this. But we're going to be looking at in this episode, what we're going to learn by the end of this episode is how to enjoy it, how to enjoy going away, even though you have IBS. The one thing that you can do to improve your experience of going away with IBS and the one hack that you can implement to reduce the likeliness of having a flare up when you go away with IBS. Okay, so those are the three things we're going to look at this episode. So the first thing in terms of how to enjoy your time away with IBS, obviously this is going to be throughout the episode, things that we're talking about to reduce it are going to help. But something I found really, really useful, I don't know if you've tried this too, but really being mindful of the accommodation that you're booking. So if it's going away for a, um, I don't know, maybe you're going for a dirty weekend away with somebody, or maybe you're going on a romantic getaway, maybe you're going on a girl's weekend, I don't know, whatever it's, whatever it is. As long as you choose the accommodation wisely, that's going to alleviate a lot of the pressure and stress when you're actually there. So a lot of people with IBS, you, you might have this experience of really worrying about what it's going to be like, the dynamic, the setup, when you get to that place, whether it's a hotel or an Airbnb. Where's the toilet? Is it right next to someone's bedroom? Is it right next to the lounge? Everyone can know when you're in and out or, you know, where is the actual setup? If you choose that wisely, that's going to make quite a big impact on your stress levels and also just ease of ease of going, basically, when when you're actually on holiday. Right. So if it's I remember we went to me and my friends went to Edinburgh a couple of years ago and the toilet was right next to the kitchen, but the kitchen had no door. So it was like a big, beautiful open kitchen. But everyone was very aware when you were in the toilet and they had it's so weird. They had a door, but they had like stained, is it stained glass windows at the top, but they were very single pane. So you could basically hear everything that's going in the toilet. Not good. <laughs> Not good for someone with IBS. You're obviously going to be quite conscious about it. And people are aware when you're in and out and you're aware when other people are in and out. Not not a good choice, I would say, for the, for the Airbnb. So I didn't take my own advice on that one, but I didn't book it. So don't blame me. <laughs> but if you have a look at right what's the setup can I get an ensuite oh my god amazing yes if you can get an ensuite that's private go for it if it's somewhere that's more open planned where's the loo are there more than what is there more than one loo how many of us are going just picking the accommodation will make such a big difference but something else that can really 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 help is having a sound machine so having some kind of you can I think you can buy them from Amazon a machine that automate automatically it's like motion censored when you walk in wherever you put wherever you put this like freestanding it will just start to make noise maybe it's like raindrops or music or whatever it might be 
or a small little Bluetooth speaker that you can just, you know, has one of those sucky things in the back. You can just stick it to a window or stick it to a wall or something. Stick it to the man. But you can like stick it, some- stick it wherever you like, stick it somewhere and then just have, I don't know, <laughs> I did this at Christmas when I had people stay. I'd put it actually in the bathroom. I had really low lighting in the bathroom. It was, re- it was such a nice, calming, relaxing environment. I put on Christmas jazz in the background <laughs> and actually made it so nice and tranquil in there. But something like that, not only does that help you to feel like you've eased off the pressure of like, oh, is it really quiet and I'm just here and I'm just so conscious of the fact that I've got IBS. But it also helps, like I said, with, with my bathroom. It's such a chill vibe. It's so nice. You go in there, there's soft lighting, there's soft Christmas jazz playing in the background. Maybe you don't want Christmas jazz this time of year, but hey, there are other kinds of jazz available. <laughs> Let's look into January, February, March kind of jazz. But it just helps the whole situation feel a lot more calm when you're in it. Do you know what I mean? So sound machine or a small Bluetooth speaker, absolutely would not go anywhere without it, would highly recommend. So yeah, researching different places, really, really useful. But also, what can you do to reduce the the likelihood of having an IBS flare up? Depends on what your triggers are. If your triggers are just traveling in general and you're going on a long haul flight or you're going on holiday somewhere that does involve a flight or a long journey, Yes, if you get triggered by changes in routine and by flying. Oh, God, does anyone get bloated when they fly? It must be something to do with the pressure, surely. And also, I don't know if you've ever experienced if you have periods. Do your periods change when you fly? Because mine definitely do. So I wonder whether you actually are triggered by the altitude, like the pressure in the air. Have you ever seen a packet of crisps on a flight where they go really inflated? And they, I'm like, that's what my belly feels like. So maybe it's something to do with the flying. Not necessarily anything you can do about that if you're flying, but maybe just doing things like some more relaxation, going, you know, walking up and down the aisle of the plane a little bit, not so that you look weird, <laughs> but, you know, just having a little stretching your legs, moving around a little bit and kind of working with your body. Like we said last episode in terms of what to do when you feel awkward using the loo, working with your body in terms of how it feels. Go with that. So if you're feeling bloated and there's nothing you can redo because you're bloated, maybe just having like a mint tea or something that helps or, you know, just giving that time to reduce rather than feeling stressed about why it's bloated and that just makes the bloating worse. But also, say it's a weekend away and you're driving a couple of hours or whatever it might be. It's not super far. Things that you can do to help, depending on depending on what your triggers are, avoiding trigger foods, really important. But also, if you're going to stop on the way for food, like my friends always want to, stop, want to stop on the motorway and get a McDonald's. Absolutely, absolutely not. I mean, not not for me. <laughs> Thank you. Would not eat the McDonald's anyway. I mean, I did that time. I'm not going to lie. I had some chips. But I regretted it because it triggered it. They were so salty. They probably had, let's be honest, they probably had some gluten in them uh, because of the, the frying. You know how they fry it in the same pan as what they fry bread in? And I am gluten intolerant. So it wasn't the best idea. What I could have done is have prepared for that and brought food for myself to eat so that I'm not then thinking, oh my God, I'm starving and they've stopped at McDonald's. That's the only thing to eat and I don't want to eat it, but I'm starving. So just prepping. So either avoiding trigger foods that you know are going to trigger you before you leave or planning your journey in a way that's going to be more IBS friendly, such as taking foods that you can have throughout the journey. So when other people stop and eat, you're not sat there starving, feeling really left out. And that is one of the biggest things that's going to stop the likelihood of having a really severe IBS flare up because traveling can induce kind of levels of stress anyway. I don't know about you, but for me, it's, it's stressful. Even if I'm enjoying it, just moving around and being out of routine is, is quite a big, has quite a big impact. But also 
taking foods for the trip that are going to help you so I know that I have certain safe foods and I know that I have to for example have a protein shake every morning because if I don't have protein shake then I get quite lightheaded because I need to eat more protein because I'm vegan and I don't eat meat right so I, I do that and it's not a problem it doesn't impair my trip in any way it just makes it more enjoyable for me because I'm sticking with my routine same with IBS I might take foods that I know I can eat for breakfast because if I get there and everyone's eating toast well I can't have toast I've got gluten intolerance you know I can't have bread so doing things like that just preparing your trip and instead of looking at it as a burden or something you quote-unquote have to do look at it as as rewarding your future self I'm going to do this because my future self is going to be so much going to be so grateful that I did this because my IBS isn't going to flare up you know what I mean? So those are my top tips in terms of what to do when you go on holiday or you go away when you have IBS. So we have looked at how to enjoy yourself when you have IBS on a trip by making these changes to make it less impactful. The one thing you can do to improve your experience of going away with IBS and one hack to reduce flare-ups. So that is in terms of the foods, right, that we just talked about. And I hope you found this episode useful. I hope you found it enjoyable. Please do let me know. I would really, really appreciate it as ever if you could leave me a five-star rating and leave me a little review. I'd really appreciate it. Um, And subscribe so that you are always reminded when a new episode comes out and never miss an episode. Um, Yeah, that's it for today, guys. I look forward to seeing you next week. Bye. Thank you.